Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Now we're talking about something today that if you take the time and really drill down on this information, will have a very profound impact on your life and also the lives of the people you know, love, and care about. And I know it sounds like I'm overselling this topic, but I'm really not. When Julie and I first started studying this, oh, it was probably over 20 years ago, we found it to be such a very, I think, a moment of clarity, if nothing else. That helped us not just to improve our lives, but also as we got more and more coaching, then it helped us to realize why some people are needlessly struggling and really what we need to be doing as coaches to help people move forward. So the topic today is mastering the four stages of competence. Now, as we go through this, some of you have been exposed to, I think, deviations of this, variations of this. Sometimes it's four stages of learning. Sometimes it's four stages of mastery. That's but right. Julie and I, when we're presenting content, we'd like to keep as pure as possible with you know no fluff and no BS. So the, the takeaway that we're hoping you get from today's podcast is the realization of, frankly, where you're struggling in your life. And, you know, obviously we're focusing on real estate and really essentially uh, what you can be doing about it to progress past the struggle to the point where things, frankly, are, you know, you feel more in the flow. I don't mean to use no, too many right. weirdo words, but that is in essence what we're dealing with. Well, the thing is that not all stages of competence or learning or mastery are the, the same of everything you're doing all the time. You are better at some things than others. Everyone is great at some things, not great at others, and is working towards a greater level of mastery on the things that matter most to them, or they should be. This is true in business as well as in life. So today you're going to discover which level or levels of mastery you have regarding your real estate skills. So I'll give you just a a quick ramp up to this. This was initially described as the four stages of learning any new skill. That theory was developed at a place called the Gordon Training International by its uh, by a guy named Noel Birch in the 70s. But since then, it's been frequently attributed to Abraham Maslow, as in Maslow's hierarchy that you will remember, although the model doesn't actually appear in his ma- in his major work. So for my nerdy listeners, if you want to look it up more, there's some history to it. But the four stages of learning provides a model of learning. It suggests that individuals are initially unaware of how little they know about something, or are literally unconscious of their incompetence. As they recognize their incompetence, they consciously acquire a skill, then they consciously use the skill, polishing it and improving it with practice. Eventually, the skill can be utilized without being consciously thought through. The individual is said to have then acquired unconscious competence. So keeping it practical and tactical, as we like to do on this podcast, let's take a look at each of these stages and translate it into something you can actually use to move your skills forward. And my note takers, you do want to sharpen your pencils, or your typing fingers, because these terms kind of sound like tongue twisters that all sort of sound the same. So we're going to be very specific as we run through these four stages. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be giving you the sort of the clinical definition, and then we're going to give you, uh, I think, salient real estate practical examples so then you can relate it to your own life. And really what we're hoping that you recognize as we're going through this, there's four, I, I mean, if you're following along here, there's four distinct levels of learning or of competence. 
And you then should be starting to think about, okay, where am I with regards to this particular skill set in real estate? And yes. by the way, if you haven't realized that there's particular skill sets in real estate that you need to be learning, you're most certainly <laughs> in the first level, which is? Unconscious incompetence. Yes. Okay. So we're going to walk you through these with some uh, salient real estate examples, as you said. Unconscious incompetence is the first stage. Here's what it looks like. The individual does not understand or know how to do something and does not necessarily recognize that deficit. They may even deny the usefulness of the skill. The individual must recognize their own incompetence and the value of the new skill before moving on to the next stage. The length of time an individual spends in the stage depends on their own desire to learn and improve. But there's also another thing that we've noticed from coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, what will shock most people out of this phase is losing and off, and, and yeah. lose okay and losing in uh you know places and, and ways that you shouldn't have, have lost okay sorry <laughs> that's okay uh pre-shadowing okay so an example as you alluded to an agent has never had to actually compete on a listing or maybe they didn't know they were but they they generally only work with referrals friends and family they don't see a need for a pre-listing package or a formal listing presentation they don't pre-qualify they probably don't use any scripts they have been reasonably successful they sometimes believe they already must have that natural skill because they've done okay so far. So what's the stimulus to learn? Losing a deal, you just said it. A listing or a buyer to somebody more professional. Almost always a shocking surprise to somebody in unconscious incompetence. And where it really manifests most frequently is a friend family member, yes. your mom lists her house with somebody else. <laughs> you guys get absolutely outraged. I see it online all the time. You're not going to believe what happened. My own sister or my cousin or my best friend or even a, you know somebody you sold a house to before, they dared to list with somebody else. You guys get really, uh, there's a term for that, narcissistic injury And so when right. you're so outraged. And so when you have that experience, what you should be doing is realizing that they didn't list with you because you are not, you basically didn't close the loop with them. They didn't do something to you. You did your, your lack of uh, attentiveness and activity to staying in top of mind yeah. with them is what led to that, you know, adverse result. So if you go right into the, not my fault of, you know, what Julie just described. Well, then you stay right here in this level. Exactly. So you, what you should be using or realizing are sometimes the, uh, you know, the headwinds are oftentimes the motivation that makes you realize, hey, you know what? Maybe if I turn around, that headwind all of a sudden becomes a tailwind and I can start going faster. The big mistake most people make, not just in real estate, is they have, uh, you know, they'll essentially get knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked not down, my fault. knocked down, right? Not my fault, not my fault. It's the market. It's the market. The agent, the other agents, you know, told them a higher price, lower commission, something about that. You're going to yeah. constantly look for excuses not to allow yourself to feel uh, in, uh, consciously incompetent, which is, by the way, the next phase. Well, yes. And so unconscious incompetence, the goal is the agent's got to set more appointments, especially with prospects they don't know. So they see the need to upgrade their skills. More experience will shine a light on their deficits, thus motivating the agent to improve, assuming that they don't blame everybody else and they recognize they need to improve. The challenge is if it takes too long to experience the loss or a, of a deal or a listing, the agent could stay in this stage forever or they stay in, using their blame thrower of, on everybody else. So a surefire sign you're stuck in unconscious competence is obviously you're carrying around this 
feeling of you know dread and frustration. Yeah. But I'll, behaviorally, here's the how you know. You're always looking for the next thing. You're always looking for shiny objects. You're always looking for the hack to Facebook ads. You're always looking, looking, looking. The magic button. You've never stuck around on something. First of all, you've never done your homework to realize really frankly, how simple real estate is and how successful agents really have mastered the art of proactively generation, pre-qualifying and presenting. Those are three skills you have to master. And so what you do instead is you just go from one thing to the next, the next, the next, the next. You're samplers as we're fond of calling you. Those are the folks that are never going to stick around long enough to get good at any one thing. And they're going to keep themselves in in unconscious incompetence literally their entire lives. That's right. So don't live in that stage, right? So the next one, stage two, is conscious incompetence. Though the individual does not understand or know how to do something, he or she does recognize the deficit as well as the value of the new skill. That's the difference between these two stages. The value of the new skill in addressing the deficit. The making of mistakes can be integral to the learning process at this stage. Lots of trial and error. So here's an example in real estate. The agent has now seen the light. Immediate needs are the following. They must set more appointments to reinforce the need for new skills, and it's okay if they make mistakes. Adopt the earn while you're learn mentality. It's okay to lose some listings along the way, but find out why and fix it. Presentation skills, better questions, better listening, learning to close, actually asking for the business with confidence, and core skills that are are now ready to be built. This is really, this is usually when people sign up for coaching which is fantastic because now they get it. They're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I've got to do all this. I, if I don't do this, I'm going to keep on losing and I don't want to be stagnant. We don't get people that are unconsciously incompetent joining coaching because they don't know that they, they don't need know coaching, they don't know. right? So most of you who listen to us on a regular basis, which is tens of thousands of you, you are not in the unconscious incompetence phase. Most of you are in the second phase or frankly, one of the subsequent phases. But the reality of it is, is the next natural step for all of you when you realize you have a skills deficit is to be grateful that you're no longer unconsciously incompetent. 100%. You're, you're now on the path to realizing what you need to know and you're willing to take make the effort to actually learn it. So we get agents of all different flavors, all different... Uh, experience levels that join coaching and they're ready to know they and some of them oftentimes have had a few knockdowns very common that's usually how but you don't have get tired of it right you don't have to have the knockdowns before you join coaching is kind of where i'm going with this you don't you don't you don't have to experience the failures before you 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 could just say you know what i'm going to skip the line of mistakes and you know i'm going to go the easy path it really it is the easier path just to follow the proven path doesn't that just make sense So don't think you have to experience a lot of setbacks before you're actually able to step up to the next level. That's the reason Premier Coaching is so, it's the next natural step for all of you. The link to join Premier Coaching is in the show description below. You can join Premier Coaching right now 100% for free. And yes, that does include um, a daily semi-private coaching call with our Harris Certified Coaches. So scroll down if you're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. The, the link to join Premier Coaching is right there. Do not delay. It's the next natural step for those of you who are truly ready to go to the next level. So in real estate, the typical thing that happens when you are now consciously conscious of your incompetence is you've got to do at least some of the following. And there's a long list. But typically what we do in coaching, improving your lead follow-up through the use of whiteboards, vital stats reports, and scripts, following the furiously fast lead follow-up rules, pre-qualifying scripts for buyers and sellers, pre-listing package, listing presentation, buyer presentation, tracking everything using those whiteboards, 
setting more appointments, putting yourself out there so you might hear no. So you've actually got to handle some objections. You've got to polish your scripts. You also have to move away from searching for the novel than the new. You have to move towards the realization that the best businesses on planet Earth are the most boring businesses. And really... The art and science of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I realize that completely goes against how most of you have been, uh, you know, misled to believe, you, you know, how you can lead your lives. But really, guys, at the end of the day, even if you're incredibly passionate about doing something, if you want to be really, really good at, uh, at a mastery of that, whatever it is that you have passion for, it's going to get to the point where it does feel a lot like, you know, work and that's okay. That's the path. That's the progress. If you're constantly looking for the novel, if you're constantly looking for that emotional high, you're never going to form anything meaningful in your life. You're always going to be going from one emotional high to another or to another or to another. So as you progress in your business maturity, you're going to realize that real estate is a very, a business that's built on repetitious boredom. It's built on doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. It's, a, you know, essentially it's a, it's a assembly line of conversations, assembly line of processes. That's good. That's what you want because then you actually get a very predictable income, very predictable uh, profit. And with that profit, you can reinvest it and you then can have that profit then reinvested in things that produce passive income for you. And thus you can become rich where your money works for you and no longer work for your money. But you have to move up the, the uh, you know, essentially the mountain of learning and realizing that it's okay to put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable. That's the second phase that Julie's in now that we're describing, especially the next one. That's where you are going to expose yourself for thing to things you haven't that you're not already you know have a high level of comfort with. You're going to start facing down your fear of rejection, some of these other things, and that's okay. You'll make your way through it, and you'll make money in that stage too. Remember, you don't exactly. have to be perfect at everything. In fact, you make more money by trying than by not trying. So stimulus to learn, we're still in the second stage here, it's fear of loss. You're, you're sick of it. You're sick and tired of losing out. And keep in mind that the average commission right now is around $10,000. So each individual mistake is very costly, even more than it used to be. Fear of loss, ego bruised by not being as good as they thought. It's a good time for recalibration of goals for the sake of keeping your motivation high. The agent often realizes that they do more deals. They actually have to upgrade their skills or they're going to be stuck forever. The goal is to get the above list that we just rattled off created, polished, practiced, and systematized. Lots of coaching time is spent in this category. Agents need a ton of support and recognition in addition to education. But this, in this phase, guys, you got to move away from, you have to, to start really understanding the difference between training and coaching. Yes. So training is basically watching somebody, you know, bark at you on a YouTube video. Training is attending a, Zem, a Zoom or attending a live event. That's all training. Telling you that maybe you could try something. Exactly. When you're in this phase, you need somebody who is a professional coach that's going to walk you through all the tiny little nuanced things that you need to be mastering for you to truly progress to the next level. Otherwise, you're just going to essentially, you're not going to know why you're not getting the results. You need somebody that's going to be listening, watching, understanding, has been there, done that at a high level for a long period of time. So they then can show, hey, you know what, Bob, the reason that you're stumbling on this particular aspect of your business is because of this, this, and this, and then work you through mentally and emotionally, and then obviously physically to progressing. That's what coaching is. Training is frankly, this podcast, what we're doing right now is we're just training. There's a huge difference between training and coaching. Do not conflate the two. That's right. And a great coach is going to help you recognize what you're already really great at. You know, a lot of you guys come to coaching and you take such great care of your clients. 
you have some, you know, great transaction coordination. You've got some strategies. Your clients love you. And so a great coach is going to say, you know what? You're so good at taking care of your clients. You're so nurturing and particular and, you know, you do a great job. Wouldn't it be great to help even more people? Maybe it's your lead generation that needs to come up to the mastery level that your customer service is already at, you see? So I call coaches the interested third party. So they can look in at your business and recognize where the challenges are. And remember, this is a professional. When you have a coach, that's a professional relationship. It's not a buy-a-friend relationship. Some no. of you have joined our coaching program after being with other coaching programs for a long period of time because you became too friendly with your coach. That's now, true. We, here's the thing. We want to you know, like you and be friends and all the rest of it, but the primary reason that you engage one of our coaches to be a coach for you is because you need somebody who's not your friend who's going to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, who's going to say, "Hey, you lost that listing presentation because you didn't lose a pre you didn't use a pre-qualification script. Your pre-listing package is the same as everybody else in your brokerages and you didn't bother to close." That's right. And by the way, here's all the steps. Let's walk through exactly that pre-qual. And yeah, they're going to know what questions to ask. A great coach is going to be very efficient at diagnosing where you screwed up. Because, yeah, it is screwing up when you don't take a listing. Guys, listings are hard enough to get, especially when you proactively lead generated, set the appointment, pre-qualified, and the rest of it. For you not to take a listing really 100% of the time is a fixable problem, but you need to accept the fact that the fixing is going to most likely happen between your ears. That's what a great coach is going to help you figure out. That's right. Now, the third stage, we also have a lot of coaching clients here. It's called conscious competence. We're moving up the food chain here. Conscious competence. This is when the individual understands or knows how to do something. However, demonstrating the skill or knowledge still requires concentration. It may be broken down into steps and there is heavy conscious involvement in executing the new skill. Here's an example. The pre-listing package and listing presentation are actually done and polished. The agent understands and values the upgrades that they've made to their presentations. Now it's time to monetize this skill and, and the presentation upgrades by going on more appointments and winning them. But, but they you're also, still concentrating on but it. But they also are going to willingly, in, uh, with energy and enthusiasm, follow the process. Yes. They're not going to try to make their own version of our process. They're going to follow the process. Seven-step listing process. Exactly. They're going to understand the seven-step listing process is their seven-step listing process. And they're going to love having seven steps to follow because it works. Well, because that leads us to the stimulus to learn. More income, attaining your goals, moving up to the next level, making a huge leap, and then lather, rinse, and repeat. This is where momentum occurs. This agent usually will become really curiously motivated to set more appointments because they're now more fun. They're fulfilling. They have a predictable outcome. They can't wait to get to that next listing appointment. But there are some challenges. Continuing uh, to polish, role-playing, use using upgraded skills, and being consistent about it. Time management can sometimes be an issue here because you are going on more appointments and generating more business. I call that a nice problem to have. Absolutely. Okay. Another challenge is the agent will likely be handling more volume of business than ever before, and mistakes can happen if you haven't also worked on some of your systems. They can feel overwhelmed at times, and if they don't have a transaction coordinator yet, now may be the time. Continue tracking closely with your whiteboards and vital stats page. Another challenge at this stage, because you are actually going on more appointments, taking more listings, pricing and negotiation skills may need polishing up. We do that in coaching as well. And of course, here's one, fear of success, the possibility of sliding back to previous categories out of being uncomfortable and unfamiliar with this level of business. We can, you know, we this, can go on. Well, we can go on, but this would be a great, like, this would be a great podcast to, uh, you know, mirror 
the stages of momentum, you know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. It's definitely. But conceptually, what Julie's saying is when you guys get to the point where you're, you know, you know, basically at this point, you know, you, you're good. You know, you can go and take listing appointments. You know, you know, like, for example, when you're talking with someone and you're pre-qualifying them, you pretty much got it down. You're like eight out of 10 knowing what to say and how to say it. Yep. You don't get off track. You're not meandering. You're really conscious of the fact that you're not talking about yourself and you're not coming off as you know a typical low-skilled, big-ego agent. You're really at the point where you know you're a professional. You can sense and feel that you're different from other real estate agents. And it's just some weird sort of a... It's confidence, really, that starts to... Um, you, your the confidence level goes up because your knowledge level's gone up because you've earned the right to feel that way, and you're going to see things that are a little bit I think um, confronting to your newfound knowledge. You're going to see a lot of people, especially on social, that are trying to act like fake conscious confidence. They're trying to act like fake that they're successful. They're, but when you have conversations with these people, you're going to know that they have not like earned the right or they have not earned the skill set necessarily uh, to um, you know pretend that they're somebody that they're not. You guys conceptually hopefully understand what I'm trying to say. But that's what the world is. The world is filled with people who want to act like something that they're not and social media rewards them for that. And they don't know that they're making a mistake trying to pretend that they're something that they're not until they're realizing that they don't know how to pre-qualify. So they are maybe competent at creating an illusion that there's somebody that they're not. But when they actually are on the phone with somebody, they're then realizing because they're losing that they're not actually pre-qualifying those people. And I know in the marketing and advertising world, you guys are said, well, who cares? That's the reason you generate a ton of leads. Well, yeah, if you have to generate a ton of leads, that means it's taking you a ton of time and you're usually spending a ton of money on that. So doesn't it make sense to get really, really good at pre-qualifying leads? Then you don't need as many and you make a lot more money with a lot less hassle. Oh, there you're hitting them with the logic stick again. Okay. So finally, we have the fourth stage, unconscious competence. This is when the individual has had so much practice with a skill that it has now become second nature and can be performed easily. They may be even able to teach it to others at this point. Here's an example. Grizzled veterans, they take almost 100% of the listings that they go on. They have polished scripts, skills, and presentations. They negotiate professionally and are good or great at core skills, and they're very confident. Now, it's worth mentioning, if you're a brand new agent and you plug yourself into Premier Coaching and you actually don't deviate from what you're supposed to be doing in Premier Coaching, you can start getting the result of the grizzled veterans on your first listing appointment. The first listing appointment Julie and I went on, we took. And we had we we had some sort of listing presentation, and you know we sort of put it together, but we and then the one after that, the one after that, and the one after that. Now we are competing against grizzled veterans, so you don't have to wait before no. you can have that level of confidence and that level of results. That again is the whole point of basically signing up for coaching. But you can't skip the in between stages. Nope. You can go through them quickly when you're coachable, and you remember that the word focus stands for follow one course until successful, and you stay on that course. You follow the coaching. You don't try and reinvent the wheel. You can go through the stages faster, but you can't actually skip the skill building part. It's like, I mean, I'll give you guys an example and make some of you laugh. When Julie and I lived in Texas, we lived north of Austin and we had a neighbor that was a Marine and a uh, worked with the Navy SEALs. And there was a range nearby that, that got Chris, uh, what was the guy, American Sniper guy? 
Chris, Chris Kyle. Kyle. So Chris Kyle used to practice at that range and his wife used to practice at that range as well. So we would go up there and he was teaching, our neighbor was teaching us how to shoot different firearms. And this guy had more guns than, I don't know, it was ridiculous. But he would take up whatever it was that he had that he wanted us to, you know, play with basically. And, you know, it was shocking how fast Julie in particular progressed in a short period of time shooting different firearms. And some of you are thinking, oh, my God, guns. Well, just hear me out for the, the grander lesson here um, is that because he was there watching her and then giving her the tiny little nuanced approaches, put your finger here or hold there, you know, he aim there, stand specific. there. Very, very specific. She was able to go from a complete novice to being like, you know, ridiculously accurate, even with all kinds of different uh, weapons in one day. I mean, she progressed faster than I did. Now, why did she progress faster than I did? Because I'd actually spent time with firearms before her and I'd gone to ranges with uh, people teaching me how to shoot and they evidently taught me wrong because Julie, after one day with Ryland was his name, yeah. he, was a, he was able to make her incredibly accurate in all kinds of different weapons. I had to unlearn the bad information that I had been taught and he, it was kind yeah. of funny because he got frustrated with me. But then but I had a very interesting example. Though. Well, it's because my ego was fighting him and I didn't realize it. Like so-and-so had told me to do it this way and this way and this way. Like I was a boy scout and this is how my, you know, this is how we learned. And then well, it he was, took it. He took you back to unconscious incompetence right. where you realized you thought you maybe you didn't know what you didn't know because who was teaching you was not as systematic as he was. That's my, that, the reason I'm telling right. the story is not to offend those of you who don't like guns. It's because... Uh, this is proof that if you actually come to real estate sometimes with no prior experience and you're just an open book of wanting to it's learn, better in a way. it's better because you're yeah. going to learn faster. I and, agree with that. Or you might be a blockhead like me who has to be willing to unlearn what they think they already know so new software can be loaded. hundred percent. And, and I, I think part of that, I appreciate you telling that story about that, but part of, <clears throat> excuse me, was because I think in that particular case, because I was far more intimidated by guns than you were, and I'm like, okay, I am going to be laser focused on exactly what Ryland is telling me, or I'm going to, you know, blow a hand off or something, right? So I, you know, I think that there's a lot to being the student and being in a learning mode and being open to it. And that's like something I would never even attempt to reinvent the wheel. Like, I'm not going to go to YouTube and Google how to shoot a gun. Who does that, right? And by, and by the way, the politest people on planet Earth are always at shooting ranges. Absolutely, 100%, thankfully. Well, why? Because everyone's armed, that's why. Yes, but you know, it's interesting <laughs> you said that. I had the same experience sometimes, and in the book I talk about this experience I had with piano. Same thing. I took a lot of piano lessons, but they were from my flute teacher. I didn't know the difference. I didn't know I was unconsciously incompetent. And it went on for years where I had all these wacky, you know, like workarounds and things hacks. that hacks that weren't. And I didn't even know until I took piano from an actual Juilliard trained pianist who was also trained in how to teach. And then, oh man, was that much more painful? I wish that I would have started with him because it would have been a lot less of a climb. And I think that real estate is definitely like that. I think it's worse now than ever where you can just Google, you know, I see this on, online all the time. I have uh, $5,000 left from my last commission check. How should I blow it on leads? Like, really? How about reinvesting in yourself? How about keeping that money and learning your real skills so that you then can maybe buy an investment property for yourself or use that money for something other than speculative things? I think it really is polluted by people that are maybe trainers at best that tell you to go try stuff, 
versus like Ryland teaching you how to actually handle something as dangerous as a firearm systematically in such a way that, you know, you have success or piano in my case, or choose your different thing, you know? So I, I think you have to be very careful about that, but recognize that you all are in different levels of mastery with your different real estate skills. But not just that, but in life. I mean, you might be just getting started learning your real estate skills, but you might be really good, as Julie just gave an example of playing a piano or really good at some something else. Maybe you're, you know, competitive. Uh, you Pickleball know. is a huge thing right now. You guys I have so point. many coaching clients that are like, pickleball champions. Yeah. That's awesome. But how did you get there? You practiced, didn't you? You learned some skills and then you did it over and over and got better and better. Now we're going to give you another little cautionary tale here. Something to remember just because someone is really good at the activity, uh, does not mean they know how to teach others to be good at the activity. And that's something else you see all the time, especially in the real estate coaching and training space. So I'm going to tell you guys, this is our own personal experience. Julie and I got really good at selling real estate. We sold thousands of homes, but I promise you, the skill set necessary, the work necessary to go from being uh, a really good real estate practitioner to become a really good real estate coach was a billion times harder than it was like becoming a really good real estate coach is a billion times harder than learning how to be a real estate uh, agent, even a top producing agent like True. we were. I mean, we sold mm-hmm. hundred houses our first year. That was actually less mental, even physical labor than it was learning how to, you know, coach thousands of agents. I completely agree. Coaching agents is required, being any kind of real, you know, because you're held accountable to every little micro step in real estate, especially when you're following our coaching program, it's a done for you system. It's already laid out. You just follow the steps. But when you're coaching, every single person is different. There's not a one size fits all approach to to, uh, coaching. And that matters, you know, level of experience personality style to some degree, you know, what, even your market, you know, it can be vastly different. We have coaching clients all the way from a remote island on Alaska and Hawaii, all the way over to the Caribbean and everything in between. It's so different. You know, I talked to Larissa in Missouri, that is a completely different call than talking to Federico in Los Angeles. Well, so the point is, is that just because you're really great at something doesn't mean you're competent to be able to show other people how to do it. Right. So what you oftentimes you'll see is a in real estate as a top producing agent, someone who's definitely got the, you know, credentials, they have sold houses, they've been successful for a long period of time. And they say, well, I'm a real estate coach. Okay. What makes you a real estate coach? Because I say I am. Well, okay. Well, don't you think there should be a little bit of a criteria before you can call yourself a real estate coach? So what they're showing their themselves or what they're unwilling to do is go back to that phase of unconscious incompetence and realizing the fact that just because they're really good at activity, now they have to put themselves back in that first level of learning and accept the fact that they're good at the activity, yes, but they now need to know how to learn or how to teach other people to be and coach other people to be good at that same activity. That bridge right there, going from really, really great at something to teaching other people how to be coaching other people to be really great at it, that bridge there, again, is uh, very, very difficult to cross. And it, you, know, you can't shortcut it either. You have to do it through lots and lots and lots and lots of coaching calls. You have to do it through lots and lots and lots of experience. And guess what? Most people won't hang with it long enough to get the experience. Well, there so, is such a thing as coaches training, which we have a, a vast amount of in our background. Yeah, we do. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to market Harris Certified Coach, but you guys can check it out, harriscertifiedcoach.com. The program's currently closed. But that's where we do teach you guys how to be um, you know, hair certified coaches. You want to check out the website, though I'm not sure if we're going to open it again anytime soon um, because that's a huge job for us because we can't delegate that because we have to do it ourselves. There's that. But yes. yeah, it's hair certified coach.com. Look, in the meantime, 
it's a blessing uh, for the current version of you and the future version of you to be honest about your incompetence. Because when you're acknowledging where you're really terrible at something, it is a uh, oftentimes a liberating feeling on the other side of that because you now have a very clear path on what you can do to improve. You know what you need to do. That I mean, I think that's very illuminating and I think it should be make it so you can sleep better at night knowing. Yeah. Getting out of that first stage is really critical though. Knowing what you don't know, identifying it so you can actually do something about it. That's why we coach all of you guys in our coaching program. When you do lose a listing presentation, find out why. Don't assume that you know why. Find out why. And, you know, a lot of you guys, we've been talking about things that you're not good at. A lot of you guys are really, really, really good at things like, I mean, think about the past market. If you have been in business more than 24 months, you'd better be good at working with buyers. Some of you guys kill at working with buyers. And yet you're tired of the buyer roundy round of the hamster wheel. I mean, that is definitely physical labor. Listings are mental labor. That's true. But if you are tired of being so buyer dependent, even though you are really good at it and you need to become a listing agent because the lifestyle of a listing agent, it has a lot more freedom to it. You've got to identify the things that it's going to take for you to cross the bridge to becoming a more powerful listing agent. Maybe what Julie just said is the exact thing that some of you need to be accepting. Maybe you're unconsciously incompetent about accept, uh, about the realization that you can be listing agents now. That the listing side of the business is, frankly, where you're going to get the most leverage and the most profit. Maybe that in itself is the big takeaway from today's podcast, right? So hopefully this is going to, here's the interesting thing I know from doing this for a million times, I know this is true. Julie and I do not intentionally try to motivate you guys. We're not going to be giving you a bunch of pep talks and raw, raw and burn the ships. There's places for that. We're not criticizing it. What we know is that that, that uh, emotional you know, energy that comes from somebody else motivating you, it's only going to last for a matter of minutes a day if you're lucky. But knowledge, true knowledge, an epiphany, actual learning, something of value, that can last a lifetime. And we know that you know there's going to be, what, 10 or 20,000 of you that listen to today's podcast. There's maybe, realistically, going to be 1,000 or 2,000 of you that's really going to use this information to go to the next level. For the rest of you, why don't you join that other group and go to the next level yourselves? Um, and it's our blessing to be, hopefully, the igniter of many fires across the world with this information. Do something with it, though. I, I appreciate the fact that you guys like it because this podcast, because after you listen to it, you feel motivated. But it's not worth anything. You might as well go, you know, the movies and watch Barbie or whatever. <laughs> you, the value is going to become in the actions you take from the information we give you. If you want true everlasting motivation, it comes from using your brains along with your bodies to get into action. And especially when you're doing that with the uh, the entanglement of the realization that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is being of service to others. Those combination of thoughts and those emotions that, you know, the spiritual energy that comes from that, that is the true power. And hopefully you guys are willing to allow yourselves to get there. In the meantime, thank you for keeping this number one list to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. Please, please, please do give us a five-star review and a comment as to why you like today's podcast. It helps us a lot to get the word out so we can stay on mission with what our highest and truest purpose on this planet is, which is being of service to all of you. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.